I could be at Wawa with pretzels filled. I could watch the Colts beat the Bills, but it wouldn't be as nice as way off Broadway with Christian and Joel. You listening to show tunes. I could hang out at water parks, go scuba diving with the sharks, but it wouldn't be as nice as way off Broadway where I'm just trying to remember everyone's name. I hope you like this episode. Hope it makes your heart grow, and we hope you buy our t-shirt. Please, please buy your t-shirt. It helps us. It helps. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. So it's way off Broadway. We're back. Way off Broadway. We're back. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for all being so understanding about us moving to a bi-weekly schedule. We feel that that's the best move for us. And um, yeah, everybody's been super cool about that. So just thank you guys. Um, but yeah, we're, we're excited to be back. And, like, we're coming back better than ever. Yeah. We say that every time, but this time I mean it. Because at the end of the episode, I'm going to give away a spoiler about something, okay? He's going to give away a spoiler about something. We're, we're going to have to get to the end of the episode. That You have to listen all the way through. Okay. But once we get to the end, I'm going to tell you I'm gonna tell you what show we're doing next week. Okay. Am I going to know? You're going to know ahead of time. Okay. And you're going to have to listen to find out why that is. Okay. It's, I'm very excited. It, it's something that I've been working on with Joel for a bit. Um, and I think we worked out a way to, to, to really change the game of what we're doing here on Way Off Broadway. And I'm super yeah. excited about it. But this is Way Off Broadway. My name is Christian. I'm Daniel. And the announcement, spoiler alert, we're just watching Scrubs now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I don't know what it is. Uh, Christian does. And that's kind of the, the premise of this show is that Christian comes in here with information that I'm not privy to, and I have to kind of figure out what's going on. It's a little unfair, but... It, it's a rigged game. It's a rigged game. But, but I like to win. <laughs> <laughs> this is Way Off Broadway, uh, a show about musicals, a show about friendship, a show about, like, everything. Yeah, like, I mean, it kind of, like... So the basic idea here is I bring forth a soundtrack every week. Yep. And Daniel has to listen to the soundtrack. He's never heard the soundtrack before, yep. probably. Um, and he has, based off just the music, he has to tell me what he thinks this show is about, um, which is very exciting. It's very fun. It's a rig game because I know the show he doesn't. Yeah. But, I mean, he gets very close. And I know what you're thinking. Like we say almost every week, there's a lot of stuff Daniel knows. Yeah. Because pop culture exists, and, and he is a student of the game, that, and that game is pop culture. Yes, please. He he, he is a scholar of how the a world works. A gentleman. Um, a scholar. And he has me Christian. beat on that. Yes. I'm a gentleman. Say I'm a gentleman and a scholar. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it was, it was a very close call there. Uh, I'm very excited about, about this week's episode, because as we discussed before, a musical... A musical can be about anything. That's why this week we're keeping with the ocean theme and we're doing Shark Tales. That's why I mentioned sharks in the song. That'd be really cool. That'd, yeah. be, that'd be rad. Talk did, about good soundtracks. Did you know there's this play, I can't think of the name of it, but the son of the lead in Jaws, uh-huh. 
um, wrote this play. It started on the on the West End. Alex yeah. Brightman is co-starring on New, in New York with him. It's about like the filming of Jaws. Oh, interesting. it's it's very cool. It's a play. That's gonna be um, good. No. But we apparently, like, we don't like plays here. <laughs> we love plays. <laughs> We're gonna do like a Patreon called Playoff Broadway. Sorry. Um, Whoa! <laughs> you can't just drop that live <laughs> off the top of the dome. That's amazing. Man, if y'all want a Patreon, let us know. But I'm very excited about this week's episode. Before we start, do you have a guess? Uh, yeah, I did already guess. Shark Tales. Shark Tales, okay. Uh, cool. Can we talk about sharks? Yeah, we can talk about sharks. I feel like like sharks were something we were told. Like You mentioned like um, stop dropping and rolling was something that we've always been told yes. about. But, like Sharks aren't as big of like... A threat? A threat as we thought. Like very Never once have I been lowered by a tank into the ocean where yeah. I was waiting to be eaten by a shark. Never once. Yeah, no. Um I've never I've seen dolphins, I've never seen a shark in the water. I have a fun fact for you. Okay. Did you know on average more vending machines kill people than sharks do? Um I believe it, yeah. Vending machines like like falling, falling on people, yeah. yeah. That happens more often Breaking than shark Brad attacks. Style. I don't know why I said Brad. <laughs> I said breaking, breaking bread. bread. <laughs> That'd be a funny parody show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. So. Um. It's just us being mean to, to Brad Pitt until he cries. <laughs> Man. Um. I like. You Brad haven't Pitt. done shit since Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> I like Brad Pitt too. Um. Big fan. Big fan. And I think what you'll be a big fan of is this week's episode. And so we're gonna hear from the man in charge of making sure we understand what these shows are about. We're going to hear from Joel. It's going to be great. What's Joel doing? Do you think he's on the countryside? So I think Joel is here, and Joel is about two things. Only two things. Two. And I'm about to play them for you. Wreak havoc and make money. That's what Joel's about. So Joel's out there wreaking havoc. He's making money. (laughs) Yes, he is. Um, there, there is no one who is a bigger money maker in the industry yeah. than Mr. Joel himself, the, we, the I, king of yeah. dramaturgy. Okay, the king. I don't know if you guys know this, but Jordan Belfort actually like his life is based on Joel's. Yeah, it's true. That, so that's a fact. You can look that the up. Wolf of Wall Street is based on Jordan Belfort, but Jordan Belfort is based on Joel. So yeah, and he was just trying to live like yeah. Joel, and sometimes it gets a little, little out of control trying to be yeah. that perfect of a man, guys. Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough life. Um, but we're going to hear from Joel. He's going to tell us all about this week's episode. Um, I hope that you you enjoy the gym of the week because there always is a gym in there. And we are always very thankful for Joel for what his contributions to the show. Like yeah. it's truly like without him, I don't think we have much credibility. <laughs> but I think we got some. I think I think we got some. But, but he adds so much to the show. Um, Christian. Yes. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> I don't know if you knew my contributions, but there are many. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote uh, M through M through uh, O of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Wow. What? Who is our dramaturgist? Name is Joel Rainey. We're ready to hear him do explaining. He is so smart and we're grateful to have him. Listen to this if you want to learn facts. Yeah, he's our local dramaturge. And we're so happy that we have him on the podcast recording. Well, here we are yet again. So excited to be here talking to you this week. Uh, Last week, uh, I was privileged to go on a Broadway trip with Christian. 
And quite coincidentally, we went to the drama bookshop in New York City and ran into a follower of the show. And it was great to experience all of her thoughts on the show and uh, sort of watch her and Christian just talk back and forth about the podcast and the comings and goings of Broadway and and the history of the drama bookshop, which is a great one. Um, It was a very special time. But let's get to this week's show. This week is Thoroughly Modern Millie. Uh, which was written uh, music by Janine Tesori. So um, I would love for our listeners to take a look at her career because she has written some great things and all of them very different. Uh, While in New York, I got to see Kimberly Akimbo, which she wrote. She just won a Tony for that. She wrote Fun Home, Carolina Change, Shrek, uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie, and Violet. So um, if you look at everything she's written, uh, she does not write necessarily in the same style in all of her shows. Uh, which is kind of kind of neat. Okay, so Thoroughly Modern Millie is based on the 1967 film of the same name, which starred Julie Andrews and Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, That was based on a British musical known as Chrysanthemum, which opened in London in 1956. Uh, Millie tells the story of a small-town girl, Millie, who comes to New York City to do something a little different for the 1920s, and that is to marry for money instead of for love. Uh, a new idea. Millie soon uh, begins to take delight in this whole 1920s lifestyle, very much of Great Gatsby and that kind of thing, but problems soon arise um, when she checks into um, a hotel. That's very, very interesting, okay? It had previews at the La Jolla Playhouse in San Diego, California in October of 2000 and opened on Broadway in 2002. It is uh, directed by Michael Mayer, went over... um, a number of workshops in New York in the late 90s, which included a cast of Kristen Chenoweth and Mark Kudish and B. Arthur of, of Maud fame. Uh, it then played out-of-town tryouts, and despite all the work that Kristen Chenoweth put into it, she did not continue in the role of Millie when it was slated to go to Broadway because she was working on a sitcom, uh, which actually didn't end up doing that well, all right? Uh, she was replaced by someone by the name of Erin Dilly, but just prior to the previews, um, she was replaced by a girl in the chorus who was an understudy by the name of Sutton Foster, okay? Um, and much of the world thought this was, you know, she was an overnight sensation. She really wasn't an overnight sensation. She had been doing a lot of Broadway and a lot of national tours, but not in principal roles. Um, but she took over that role and it just propelled her to stardom. Okay. Uh, the show did premiere at the marquee in June of 2000 and uh, in April, 2002 and ran all the way to June of 2004. Um, As I said, it was directed by Michael Mayer, choreographed by Rob Ashford, who we've mentioned before, who um, was actually the director of the film of Chicago and other things since then. Um, Sutton Foster, as I said, Mark Kudish was in that original cast. Gavin Creel, Shirley Ralph. um, Let's see. uh, Taking over for people was Susan Egan, Leslie Uggams, Delta Burke, Dixie Carter, Christian Borrell uh, as Jimmy. Uh, and Cheyenne Jackson later on. Okay, now it's interesting about Christian Borrell and Sutton Foster. They are sort of uh, Broadway royalty. Um, 
Everyone thinks Borough and Foster uh, met during uh, Millie. That is not the case. They met in college. They both went to Carnegie Mellon. Uh, they did get married, though, in 2006 and divorced in 2009, but they still remain very, very, very good friends, okay? The original production won six Tony Awards, five Drama Desk Awards, including Best Musical. You're going to love the music for this. Uh, now, a little, little side note, a little history, a little dramaturg notes here since the musical became so popular in high schools high schools love to do this show some great dance numbers great tap stuff and it's very fun and light and good good belts for the for the women to sing um but due to all that um and being done in high schools there has been some controversy that has followed it because there is some racial stereotyping that people have noted of, of the Asian people uh, who appear in the show because they don't always have um, Asian actors to, to uh, perform those roles. Uh, when it was at the Philadelphia High School for the Creative and Performing Arts, some student journalists referred to it as thoroughly racist Millie because of the subplot of the show in which Mrs. Mears, who's, who is a white woman, disguises herself as a Chinese woman and runs a white slavery ring with assistance of um, two recent Chinese male immigrants, okay? Um, but the writer of, of um, the script, uh, Dick Scanlon, said um, that the chasm between the stereotype, you know, it, it is a real thing, but um, the show can be done racist, but it doesn't have to be. And it actually can be made into being anti-racist, okay? Because the um, Chinese gentlemen end up being the heroes of the story, okay? So that's just a little little side note. All right, so this week's gem uh, came to me last week and is actually a very simple one, okay? Very simply, uh, uh, this is a challenge going out to our audience, and that is to create a memory and go to the theater with your family. I dare you. 43 years ago, my father took me to New York on my first trip to Broadway and took me to see the original cast production of Sweeney Todd which is a family memory that's gonna stick with me uh, until the day I die, okay? I had the privilege of going back to Broadway last week with Christian and I saw Sweeney Todd uh, that starred Josh Groban. And we also got to see Parade, which was wonderful and also got to see Kimberly Akimbo um, and had the privilege of creating some wonderful, wonderful memories in New York City, which although I've had the liberty of now traveling um, to all sorts of places in, in, in Europe and went to Italy this last summer. New York City is still my favorite place. I always find things there that I didn't know existed. And I recommend it to everyone who listens to this podcast. But most importantly, my secret for this week, my gem is for you to share the theater with your family. It is amazing the memories that have stuck with me for my entire life, based not necessarily on the shows I've gotten to see, but when I've gotten to share those productions with those people who are so close to me and how much the meaning of those shows have stayed with me, they've changed, they've grown, and they've also stayed with those other members of my family. The meanings of these special productions um, have just sort of gone on and on and grown as my relationship with my family has grown. Um, so I dare you to uh, go to a show, uh, go see a Broadway show, Go see a national tour with your family. Just give it a shot, all right? Enjoy Thoroughly Modern Millie. There, there you go, go Joel. Joel. Well, that was great. 
That was really good. Yep. Um, I, I hope everyone learned something there. Yeah. Um, because he, at, at heart, he's a teacher, guys. He's, he's a, teacher. a teacher. Yep. It's what he does. Um, and we hope we teach you something today about this show because, of course, I think we're going to have some takeaways. Takeaways, hot takes, hot potato. And, and this is a show that I think you're going to love because yeah. this is an episode where I have a plan, uh-huh. but I also know it's like going to become something of its own. Okay. Can I? Because it's a little. It, it's fun. It's okay. fun. Okay. It's going to take a life of its own, though. Have you ever played hot potato? You mean the thing where you pass the ball really quick? I well, so hot potato. I'm guessing. I don't know if like. Have you played hot potato? I've played hot potato like the school version, but like I feel like hot potato is like people taking a potato out of the oven and just throwing it around the room. (laughs) Is that how that works? Can someone um, send us a message and tell us how hot potato works? How do you How do you guys play hot potato? Um, (laughs) Do you play hot potato? Is this an outdated question? Just these are just questions that like there is no other way that I could just be like, hey guys, how's it going today? Um, you guys ever play hot potato? Anyone, please? Yeah, you, you ever think anybody does it with like a real potato, but it's actually like a hot potato, and they're just like, like, cost- and what constitutes a hot potato? Is that like hot sauce on a potato, or is it just really steamy hot? I feel like if you touch the potato, and you immediately have to throw it because it, it's so it, hot. It, and like by connection becomes a hot potato. It is. It is. A, yes, it's a hot potato. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think we should hot potato our way into this very first song. D- do you want the overture? Yeah. What kind of a question is that? <laughs> do uh, we want an overture? The overture's already playing. So this is like brass heavy. Brass heavy. Brass. How do you feel about brass? I love brass. Do, do you think there should be more brass overall in music? Yeah. I think every band should have to have like a brass section. Requirement. If you're going like to have a band, least, at least you a need sax. brass. At least a sax. You know? <sighs> Nothing better than a great sax. Yeah. You know, have you ever heard of the sax squatch? The this sass. is like right up your alley. No. So it's a, it's a guy. His name is Dean. He actually lives in Chapel Hill. Um, he was with a band called the Marcus King Band where he played saxophone for them, but now okay. he does, he gets into a Sasquatch costume and he plays shows where he plays saxophone. And he's really, re- really talented. But he, he's Bigfoot, but in... He's the Sasquatch. And he's like a big deal. But I don't know how to feel about it. Like, this is something you'd be really into, but I am really into that. Oh, it's great. Yo, <laughs> like, no, no, that sounds awesome. The Sasquatch is awesome. He has a TikTok. You can... <laughs> Check him out, guys. Check out the Sax Squatch. That's a that's hard to say. Say that five times fast. Sax. I can't say it once. Yeah. Sax Squatch. Um <laughs> So do you think this show's gonna have anything to do with Bigfoot? I hope so. With all my beings. <laughs> What's your take on like that kind of thing? Like the like urban legend, like Mothman and all I love that? it. I love you it. You love all of it? I love all of it, but I feel like it gets like like once the rednecks get a hold of it. Um, so I, <laughs> I talked to the lead, he's on this like lead team of, this was like two years ago uh-huh. of Bigfoot, like, yeah, 
like he's a qualified Bigfoot expert. Yeah. And he works at NC State. Uh-huh. And I, I was like, okay. So I got to meet him. And, awesome. I, and everyone told me, don't ask him what you're going to ask him. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I walk up to him like, man, I just got to know. Like, I get it. I get it. But is it real? Yeah. I asked the leading expert on Bigfoot if it was real. And he said, well... There isn't enough information to rule it out. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only answer I will accept going forward. Yeah. Um, uh, since the last time we talked, guys, aliens. What? Alien, you don't know this? There were uh, documents or somebody in the government came out and like they have uh, they have like alien documents that they're working on like re-engineering alien technology and they have like alien biological matter that they are like are analyzing. So like what? aliens are real guys. Uh I hate that you just had to find that out now. Oh my god. That's so problematic. But this will not be an alien podcast. Not on my life. So this this That's not the life for me. This so we're we're let's back let's backtrack to the Brax hacks of what we need to be talking about, which is this song. It's just it's very upbeat. It kind of reminds me of like the producers like this okay. big theatric like climax of it also maybe feels like it's an older musical okay like it's maybe How like old? In, i think in like it kind of sounds like golden age okay we haven't done really anything from the 70s we've done some 80s stuff and i feel like 80s stuff is heavily influenced by like like synthesizers and like kind of it has the potential at least to be like you can kind of tell what the 80s is so i'm thinking golden age okay very cool well we're gonna dive on into the actual first song of the show and and we're gonna get a vibe for things we're gonna we're gonna meet the the leading character and and we're gonna see what you can figure out here i'm very excited i'm I'm very excited i'm taking notes this week guys um do you want to bring back the name of the title thing just on the fly right now the what the like name of the title like like if you like guess the 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 song name no no that's a lot of work dude cool 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 i'm trying i'm 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 barely surviving. It's been a rough, like, like last week was rough. The week before, Wicked was rough. Um, and I can't even remember the first episode we did, Christian. That's how Wicked, that was Wicked. It's been a rough few weeks for me <laughs> in this podcast, so I do not want to add anything else to my plate. Okay, well, let's do it. Yeah. I studied all the pictures in magazines and books. I memorized the subway map, too. It's one block north to Macy's and two to Brothers Brooks. Manhattan, I prepared for you. You certainly are different from what they have back home, where nothing's over three stories high. And no one's in a hurry or wants to roam. But I do. What are we thinking? I have names that I want to guess. Of the show? Of the show. Yeah, go. Is this Funny Girl? No. Is this Kimberly Akimbo? No. Okay. Though it's impressive, you you just know them off the top of your head. Yeah, I, I like just, that. I, I, just, I like that you have those in, in the bank. I feel like those both could be like musicals about like um, someone going to New York, f- like being on their own. Okay, 
That's cool. So what is happening here? Do you have a name for this protagonist? Is Rachel. Rachel? Yep. Rachel okay. is um, heading to the big city. And she's like, everybody's going to tell me that I'm going to be missing home and I'm going to be sad. But she's like, nah. I'm That's done not me. I'm done. I ain't about that life. So she's like, I'm getting rid of everybody. I'm deleting your number. I'm blocking you on Facebook. I'm changing my name. Like she's going like full on Jason Bourne, Bourne ultimatum, leaving her family behind. Okay. And what is in New York, do you think? Uh, the M&M store. Um Broadway, of course, um, Donald Trump, uh, <laughs> the New York Knicks, uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff, Christian. So I, I get the idea of wanting to go to New York. Me and Joel were in New York this this last week. We yep. saw some great shows. We saw Sweeney. Sweeney. We saw Kimberly Kimbo. What else? Um, and we saw Parade. Parade, yeah. I heard it was one of like the last performances of Parade. Yeah, right? it, it is about the close. Yeah. Uh, we walked about 30 miles in four days. It, it was just such yeah. a fun time. And it hit me, Daniel. It hit me what we are. I figured it out. Yeah. I really think because I was talking um, to my dad about like, he was asking me about some of my theater takes. Yeah. And I realized, I think who we are are the bad boys of Broadway. Are we the bad boys of Broadway? I think we're the bad boys of Broadway. I love it. Uh, but because it, I came to realize like, wow, my hot takes are maybe not those of um, those who really love theater. Like they're yeah. kind of hot takes. And, yeah. and like, sure, I have strong opinions about cats and I won't get into that because you can listen to that episode. Um, Christian? Yes. We signed a new contract, and you said you weren't going to talk about cats. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They're I don't. I don't want to be in they're breach gonna, of contract. They're going to find us again. Please stop talking. But two things are going to happen <laughs> this year. Two things. Okay. One, that broadcast podcasting network. I'm going to make something happen. I don't know how. I don't know how. I want them to just acknowledge we exist. Yeah. And two, Shout Broadway out. Con. We're going to do it. Yeah. I've this come to terms with it. We're doing it. I don't. Speaking into existence. Yeah. So there's a, I know I, we just talked about this. There's a podcast called The Wrong Cat Died. Okay. And it's like a, a cat's themed podcast. But they're on the Broadway network. So really? They, they follow us. I don't know if they listen, but maybe we can reach out to them and check out that podcast if you love cats. The Wrong Cat Died. Man. They had, what's like, that in reference to? It's just, I don't know. Or is it just a clever? I think it's a clever thing. Um, did a cat die in cats? I mean that the whole the whole thing is about like death. I okay. think we'll about passing check. on to be a new cat. We'll check it out too, so we'll know. But yeah, yes. check out uh, our fellow Broadway uh, podcaster. And I know in the past we've said that we don't acknowledge other podcasts. We we're we acknowledging do. this one, yeah, the nice ones, yeah, the ones who are nice to us. Um, we've, there's never been one that's been mean to us, by the way. <laughs> like we don't have beef. I don't want you guys to think that we like. But yes, I only uh, have one mode and it's beefing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this song, so she's moving to New York. She has a one way ticket or yeah. she has a ticket. Um, and this is the life that, that she wants because her old life, that's not for the life of her. Yeah. Um, which is respectful. Did you recognize who this is? Well, I thought it was Leah Michelle because I thought this was funny girl. So, um, and is this uh, waitress? No. Okay. So, um, originally, this part was supposed to be played by your good friend, Kristen Chinaway. KC. Almost. Didn't happen. 
Instead, this went to Sudden Foster. Oh, from Music Man. From Music Man fame. But this is, as I understand, and again, I could be 100% wrong, but as I understand it, this was like her breakout role. Um, okay. Um, and she's great. She's great in this. Um, you should <laughs> you should really check out Sudden Foster. She, she's <laughs> on to some, some cool things. Um, but, but it's great. Um, and I really think you're going to like this next song, which is, um, it's a great song. Yeah. Are you ready? Please. The 20s. Do you know what they call the 20s? Oh, they were roaring, Daniel. The roaring 20s. So the 20s is like... Gatsby. Yeah, the Gatsby. But it was like it was like a decade of just people like... Just like... It's the YOLO decade. <laughs> it really is. And they're just like, we're going to like... So like you have this like weird time where like things are changing. You've got like women's We just come back from the yeah, war. Yeah. The... The flappers, the, the the shorter dresses. United States is, is in this like um, like ec- economy wise, we're in this boom the period, boom, yeah, where everyone is making more money than can be. We're making more money than can be yeah. printed. Yep, like we're doing incredible. If you're a big fan of Great Gatsby, that is the time. Raise yep. your glass, do the things, wear the tux, and dance a lot. Yeah, so that's what we're having here. I think. Like to paint the picture from where we started to where we are now, you've got Millie, who okay. is the the main character in this, leaving home. She's like, I'm so tired. I bet you she's probably from like Indiana because that's where all the bad Gary towns in Indiana. Gary that's where all the Gary yeah. Indiana. That's where all the bad towns in Broadway are. are in. <laughs> the small towns is yeah. always Gary, Indiana. Yeah, so she's from Gary, Indiana, and or Apple Bottom, Indiana. And uh, yeah, so she is just breaking tradition. She's trying to make a change, and she's. She what do you think is her. like her dream job inside her brain? Um, maybe like performer. Ooh, she wants to make it in the big city. The Rockettes. I don't know if that was a thing at that point, but like the the Rockettes is like something cool. Do you know my favorite kind of my second favorite kind of song? What's is it a? A uh, song about like getting even, a diss track. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a, a type of song. Like uh, um, the next song is a reprise. <laughs> a diss track is a type of song. This is true. I love a good diss track. They said I would sing the homesick blues, Granny dear, mother mine. Old and gray at 29 Calloused hands Broken heart Ooh, the dream didn't Dreams work for her Dreams that die 
before you start. That was fast. Yeah. I'm 29 and I don't like the insinuation that she's making here. <laughs> I'm in my prime. So I ain't got nothing to lose. Who needs a hat? Who needs a purse? And who needs you, Mr. Whoever you are? Because I'm a pioneer, woman pal. The Woolworth <laughs> Building. The so her dream didn't work out. She's kind of having to be like. What do you think happened to Spark that like she's like uh I've like I've already failed. Well, so she's twenty nine. I believe like she's probably like eighteen. So that's like ten years. So nineteen twenty two. Ten years later is nineteen thirty two. Okay. Great Depression has a, Great Depression happens in nineteen twenty nine. I think. Yeah. So the Great Depression happened, and she's like two years from the Great Depression, and. Um, she might be living in like the Hoover'sville or whatever, like right outside of New York in those like encampments. Okay. But they have um So you think Okay. Yeah, I think that she got hit, but she's talking about like she's gonna like make it better, like she's gonna prove that women can do anything and she's gonna go like help build the city back up. And which kind of is awesome, but also Oh that Oh yeah, because of that lyric in there of yeah. um Met Light, Met Center or something. And and, and she said that because she's already lost everything, she can't lose anything more. Yeah, she's going to be a, a pioneer. So, like, pioneer in the age of, like, industry is, is is probably more building than it is, like, expanding and, like, manifest destiny kind of thing. Okay. But have you ever seen those pictures of, like, New York, like, where there's just, like, six dudes, like, on a steel beam? Yeah. No. No. Like, no I would never do, like, I get the times were tough. <laughs> but that's but us artistic types. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't see me ever on a beam. I just like safety eating, wise. Like everything they eating did back a bag lunch. Yeah, no, I'm getting smoking a cigarette. I'm getting DoorDash up there. If I'm uh, if I'm up there, <laughs> I'm somebody's climbing up there to bring me lunch. But yeah, it's just terrifying. Things were not safe back then. Um Yeah. You, yeah. you won't catch me on a steel beam. <laughs> and you may quote him on that, <laughs> sir. Now available at our T Public store. Just kidding. <laughs> maybe not. But maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, That's have, actually kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Never catch me on a steel beam. Yeah. <laughs> we have Broadway. <laughs> but yeah, check out our um, our store. I think what we're going to try to do is have a couple of unique designs per episode. Um, you can get them as stickers, you can get them as shirts. Um, it, yeah, just we're having fun. Uh, yeah, and and it's if it's no for no one except for us, yeah. we're having a good time. We're having a good and time. adding to our wardrobe, man. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Paul for buying a sticker. Yeah. Uh, if you've if you bought a shirt or if you bought a sticker, know that the just let us know when you get it, and we'll shout you out. Uh, yeah. We'll share it like because ultimately, like you guys are doing something really cool, and we just kind of want to thank you. Yeah. So and we would, we would love to do that formally. Yeah. For everyone to hear. Paul, we need your address. We're coming to <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna see that water bottle in person. <laughs> okay, next song. This is living. This is what I call living. I can see like Christian Shinnerworth doing this. the 
gravy. I'll take the oyster, sun's the pearl. Pinching pennies, clipping coupons. See a brand new world unfurl. They have coupons back in the 20s? All my lunches, <laughs> try my hand. Christian. Daniel. Is this Parent Trap, the musical? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so it seems like the start of the song, um, Rachel, she is... <laughs> so Rachel is um, scraping by, kind of doing like... They coupons exist in the 20s. Yeah, she did mention coupons, which, I mean, probably... But, like, that's wild. I mean, you couldn't scan them. I guess no. you could hand them. It just says, you could have this coconut for a dollar. <laughs> do, you think, do you think there was, like, an uprising of, like, fake coupons? Yeah, it'd be so easy to counterfeit coupons back then. Oh, my God. I would have made big. <laughs> this generation is, yeah. is nothing to me. The 20s, yeah. that's where I would have thrived. But basically, like, she's just, like, eating ramen for every meal. Like, yeah. and then she mentions... sodium. Yeah, a lot of sodium. Um, she mentions like meeting somebody and being able to shop at all these stores, and then enter another person who seems like as Rachel's on her way up, she's on her way down, and they're kind of trading places. Where Rachel is now maybe in the height of luxury, shopping at Saks Fifth Avenue. Height of luxury in the nineteen twenties, though, probably not super great in today's comparisons. Like, but but yeah, they switch roles, and now she is. Uh, much so do you think they're like actually switching roles like one is taking on the life of the other person? no i just think that they're like both hit like different parts of their life so they're helping each other for this like no next transitional i don't period or? i don't think that they're connected i just think oh, like they were just both singing at it's the same a juxtaposition time. to where now just showing the contrast yeah like rachel is now this socialite and the other person is now where rachel was not that they necessarily have like a connection but yeah. Cool. Well, let's jump into this next song. I love a. Th- there's the reprise, right? Yeah. Then there's what I call the re reprise. The re reprise. Chiao Shao Diao. Dian Da Du. Guai Guai Bu Zai Wei Jia Liao. Zhi Sheng Huo Wo Bu. So I won't try to say that I know exactly what language that was, but it seems like it's like maybe another person's story. Like they're trying to... So this is like a relatable thing to them? Yeah, it's like somebody who's like... They played like the from sea to shining sea. So maybe this is like somebody that's coming like an immigrant where they're having the same dream. Oh, so she maybe inspired someone. I don't know if they're all connected. I have a feeling these aren't connected. Okay. I have a feeling these are just separate people on similar paths. How often is the a cover of a song better than the original? I think we have a contender here. Yeah, this was a good, uh, not often. There are some good ones though. Like holding out for a hero Shrek two. Yeah. Uh, Hallelujah, Jeff Buckley's version was pretty good. Ooh. I don't know if it was better. Um, What's the big Whitney Houston song? Oh, and I Will Always Love You. Yeah, that's a cover, guys. Yeah, Dolly Parton. Dolly, Dolly Parton, yep. yep. So. Um, and I think this is w- one of those. Um, where do you think this 
this show is going. We're about a third into it. I have no idea. Okay, that's okay. I think we're like setting up like different worlds and different stories, maybe. Okay. I'm pretty lost on this one, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Like I feel like I know what's going on with the songs, but the songs don't necessarily feel connected. Okay. Let's see if this next one is connected. Take a letter to a Mr. John Hudson Hudson's Floor Wax. You will find an invoice in the file for the address. Dear Mr. Hudson, colon, my eyes are fully open to my awful situation, so I'm writing you a letter to demand an explanation. When the floor wax that we bought from you arrived here Monday morning, we discovered upon usage that the fume should have a warning. Since the only this is my real life job <laughs> is that your wax is rancid, I request a full refund of all the money we advance. And unless you can convince me you've improved the Floax better, we will take our business elsewhere. So, I hope you solve this matter. That might be like my favorite song we've ever covered. <laughs> that was so fun. So that is actually based on this piece of music. Actually at the rap party. Maybe not the rap party. Somewhere. Maybe it was the first rap party. This was something that my mom... Um, said quickly not this version so this yeah. is a piece of music that is reused throughout musical theater yeah uh, it i think it's originally gilbert and uh sullivan um uh pirates of penzance uh-huh. i may have misquoted who wrote that uh but pirates of penzance it's a, a very model of a modern made general um which is this i it's, think you're actually quoting hamilton christian what well that yeah that I'm is a reference to that piece of music i'm just kidding I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know, I um, know. But but it's that piece of music that's reused throughout musical theater of its same inflection, but just changing the words and it getting yeah. faster, faster, and faster, and faster. And it's so much fun. Very fun. Uh, I think I might have been wrong. So Millie Dilwert, she is applying for a job with Trevor Graydon, and she asked, she was asked to write a letter to Hudson about the floor wax, and she did such a good job of like his just like incoherent ramblings that he gave her a job um and i i do know like the scene of like rooms filled with like typewriters were like stenographers and stuff like from movies so i think that's what's happening here so she got a new job she's moving on up and she got a crush on her new boss Ooh, do we have a rom-com on our hands maybe um one of my favorite clips um is from ted lasso are you a ted lasso guy Yes, I haven't seen the new season, but... Um, And he has this bit of, like, gentlemen, I'm a big fan of communism. And everyone's like, whoa. (laughs) And he's like, rom-communism, that is. (laughs) Um, And that's what, whenever I think of rom-coms, that's immediately what goes in my head. Awesome. Um, I'm a big fan of that genre. That's a great show. Rom-coms or Ted Lasso? Yes, both. Yes, okay. One more than the other. Yeah. Can you name the one? Um. You're still the one I long to. Yes. It's a song by Shania Twain. Yeah, that's great. Speaking of Shania Twain, let's go to the next. Let's, um, let's How is Shania Twain relevant to the next song? I was about to make it. Okay, do it, do it, do it. Um, I was going to say, let's go, boys. And that would have made it relevant, but it's kind oh. of past that. So I'm cool. so sorry. I'm Can sorry we- to take that away from you. Oh. I just didn't know. Whose bed have your boots been under? By 
They don't know my flair for the dramatic. Not a clue the talent I possess. Sounds like um, the secretary lady from Monsters Inc. (laughs) Face to face with genius, and they never guess. Love a good they don't know they're staring at an artist highly trained to take on any roles. Skillful mime and brilliant laundry cartist seeking retribution for the life they stole. Ursula vibes in here. Hey, you keep that good woman's name out of your mouth. (laughs) I almost starred as Peter Pan. Imagine moi midair. I almost tackled Shakespeare, a blushing Juliet. And if the house were big enough, I still could play her yet. They don't know I'm hotter news than Dooza. That was scary. Yeah, I don't know who this person is, but... uh, Are you a fan? They give me Max Bialystok vibes. Ooh, like past their that's prime. not a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I'm. It seems like maybe this is Act One, Max Bialystok. This is Act One, Max Bialystok for sure. Um, but yeah, I, so she seems to be scheming here. Scheming, she seems to like. She's resentful. She's like, I've got one more run left in me. Like I've done all this stuff, and these stars today—they got nothing on me. I've never had my big break. If the house was still big enough, I'd still be playing Juliet. Yeah. Which does imply that if it was big enough, less people would realize she was old because people would be farther back. Uh, I think that's what that means. Or it might mean they can't pay me enough. Yeah. I'm not sure which one. Sometimes, like, the house is also, like, the amount of, like, crowd. So maybe, like... Right. Maybe they don't have, like, enough people that care. Oh, enough people that care. Oh, that's a different, whole different dynamic. I think yours are really good, though. I like. I I think it's a combination of both. I think it's that double-meaning house. Yeah. Um, It's weird. Neither one of those things have to do with a home. Yeah. And I think everyone in this show is just looking for a home. Yeah. Um, So, she kind of sets up here her bitterness, her... Resentfulness for, I guess, where the industry is. Yep. How's that pertaining to our girl, Millie? Uh, like I said, I think that this might be the person that was on their way down while she's on her oh, way Oh, so she, do you think she's going to do something in spite of her, not uh, wanting her to be successful? I don't know that they're connected. Okay. I've ever, like, because I don't, maybe she's like the head of like her department or something. Okay. So maybe that's how they might be connected, but. I don't feel like we've really got a lot of information about like any time they've been together. Okay, that's fine. If they have. Are you ready for your next song? Please, yep.
this all the song? Have we heard words yet? This song really spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it spoke to your soul. Yeah. Music I, can sometimes open a window to the soul, Daniel. I think what this is trying to say is um, if you if you look at things from like the top down, you've got like the... Um, Everyone looks small from the 32nd story. But like the political machine, there's another word, like the corruption, the muckraking, all this stuff going on. Those damn golden parachutes. What is a golden parachute? I don't know. Maybe, oh, a golden parachute just means you're rich. And if oh. something goes wrong, you've got a golden parachute, which means, like, you still got money. Oh, that's nice. I think maybe. Good for them. Similar to, like, being born with a silver spoon. But, uh, yeah, I think this song is, is basically just about, like, tearing down. The establishment? The, the establishment, yep. Yeah. That's Ooh. what I got from this. Not sure how. I'm not sure how you got that for that, but I am happy you got it. <laughs> So I don't, I'm not sure how it connects to our story and our and our uh, friend Millie graded, but um, we'll see. Um, are you familiar with the name Gavin Creole? Gavin Creole. Yeah. Yes, I've heard it. Yeah, he's a Broadway boy. Yeah. Um, he'll show up consistently going forward. I think in this musical or just in um, he's in this musical. He's one of the leads in this musical. Um. But like he, as shows we listen to, he'll pop up a few times because okay. he's a very talented dude and has been for a long time. Okay, yeah. All the places I would like to show you, although I hardly know you, I have a funny feeling we make a perfect pair. Famous sights I want to see you seeing The nights of you and me and me you Wait a minute, just a minute No, 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 no I'm a Joe with just one aim Every night today to do So this guy This guy Gavin Creole Reminds me doesn't remind me because it never happened but i think he is what jack would have turned into if he just like dipped out and went to santa fe when everybody was in trouble oh that's in in newsies yeah in newsies captain jack uh he also gives me like jamie at the end of the relationship vibes oh yeah the last five years just kind of seems like a, the dude that like everybody know like he went to high school with and he was kind of a jerk but he like always ended up with the girl and like just like a guy that never had to try very hard. Yeah, he danced his way through life. Yeah. So, yep, that's so. But um, this song starts he's singing to someone and then breaks into what does he need with love? Yeah. Um. Who, who do you think he's talking to? Millie? Is he talking to somebody else? You know, Logic and Occam's Razor would say that there's only one woman in this that's not old, <laughs> and it would have to be Millie. So yeah, I, I'm thinking that he's talking to Millie. I'm kind of bummed out and, about it. And he's kind of like um, seemingly being pulled in two different directions. Yeah. Um, his like, he kind of wants a relationship, it seems. Like he, he yeah. barely knows her, but like it seems like there's a connection there. Yeah. But there's the part of him that's always like, yeah, I want to sleep with everybody. No yeah. one can tie me down. Yeah. Which um, I like that performance from you, Christian. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have can I tell you something? Up a workshop and yeah. Seems a little too familiar for you, honestly, though. I don't. I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I, um, this is just a joke. 
Good thing Heather doesn't God, listen no. to this, right? <laughs> Thank God Heather doesn't listen to Kevin because this is not an admittance of guilt. <laughs> what the hell? It was just a joke. Yeah, uh, it was a joke. My past life. I'm a different guy now. And speaking of a different guy, we might hear from a different guy in one of these songs. I don't know if it's the next song. We can hope. Christian's just like, well, we might hear this guy. We might not. Who's this say? You'll hear him when you hear him. And you'll like it. Sounds like they're at some sort of like ball the or like. Wonders of the world are set to stop at seven, but truth to tell, my figures don't agree. I number them at eight, with one so close to heaven. She's talking about Wawa. The others pale, their magic stale. Just take a look. And in a book it's reading rainbow fun fact fun fact this is uh the same woman like the same character from newsies as that woman oh the the yep. the miss miss um what's her name yep miss what's her name this is her again she's uh she, she <laughs> this shows is up. actually a part of the connected broadway universe yeah the uh this is a cameo the bcu <laughs> T-shirt. Can, can we please like come up with the logo that's like the the MCU? But but yeah, I think that'd be great. And like, yeah. you know how the Marvel text like has like the characters within the text doing yeah. things. I think that'd be really funny. Have like Jeremy Jordan and there, Norbert Leo, but it's like yeah, somebody do that for us, please, <laughs> please, please, please. Just drop it in the box. <laughs> um, but yeah, just somebody singing. I am told christian during the song that i could just imagine that whoever is singing this is like crawling across a piano like towards somebody in like a, a smoky bar like just singing about new they york. just seem really into new york and how yeah. new york is unlike anywhere else in the world concrete jungle concrete jungle make you feel brand new what There's was bizarre is that central park is legit like a jungle yeah parallel to a concrete jungle yeah just a Big old wooded area in the middle of a city. Am I drunk? Or maybe I'm dreaming. You should know the difference. I ought to be screaming. <laughs> suddenly everything today is the I'm right getting Sondheim vibes from this. Without any warning. That's a compliment. Two in the from morning, like, um, he suddenly the everything today is thoroughly worth their signs. I love that, like, she's torn between them. two songs yeah. here. Random remark, occasional sigh. That day in the park, the gleam in his eye. I really everything like this show. Today it's fun. I'm really enjoying it. Everything today. Is, is this Sunday in the park with George? Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. <sighs> Such a good show. Yeah. Silly boy. Gee. Who the what hell is Jimmy, is by the way? So this song is really fun. The beginning is really cool yeah, from a music really, standpoint. It's really like cool. she's torn. She's torn. Yeah. So the song that was earlier in the show, I think there's song in the show. Yeah. It's like it's trying to creep in, yeah. trying to creep into the music, and she's torn between it. Yeah. The two songs are at odds mm -hmm. until it becomes about Jimmy. Now, yeah. Who, who's Jimmy? I was just about to say this song is so much more enjoyable if you imagine she's, she's singing about the boy genius Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jimmy. Oh, Jim. that's great. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Silly boy. Silly boy. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> Brain blast. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me really happy. But, but What's who? up? <laughs> um, that's really good, actually. Um, yeah. Who is Jimmy? I think Jimmy's what, the, the bad boy for the last song. What conversation does she want to have with him? What does she want to say yes to? Let's answer some questions that were given to us from these lyrics. Because she, she has questions. She wants to say, yes, Jimmy, I will. Um, is it Mary? Is it Dane? Is it? I think it's uh, I think it's just like go steady with you. Okay. Um, I have a favorite new lyric. Yeah? I don't know if you caught it. We kissed. My heart did a whiz bang flip flop. Okay, I like I've, that a lot. I've done one of those in uh, Tony Tony Hawk's Pro Skater before. Oh, that's a really hard one, dude. You really gotta get air under that. Yeah, yeah, it's a special move. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good at Tony Hawk. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I I hope um you enjoyed this next song, Daniel. Okay, because yeah. I believe it is the Tony Hawk of. So, no, it's not. But here you go. It's a big promise. Jimmy, leave me alone. Uh-oh. Personal matter. Not on company time. I, I was right. That is her call. boss. I don't want him to call. I never want to see Jimmy Smith again. Good. Jimmy Forget Smith. the boys, Dale. Get yourself a canary. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. So something happened with Jimmy. It didn't work. Jimmy's do what Jimmy's do. And if you're going to get a relationship with a Jimmy, you should know that. You should know what you're getting in, in for. Yeah, James is going to hurt your heart. None but trouble. He yeah. goes by Jimmy. Slipping Jimmy, yeah. man. Slipping Jimmy. Slim Jim. Slim Shady. He's just, he's real shady. And so I think that the woman we heard from earlier that I compared to Monsters, Inc. lady. Yes. <laughs> I think that um, she is her boss. Okay. That don't come time. Yeah. Jimmy. And, so and Jimmy's calling. He's trying to. He's trying to fix up his, uh-oh. I'm guessing Jimmy cheated. Oh. <gasps> She never wants to speak to him again. Yeah. What if this was about, this was just the origin story of Jimmy John's? <laughs> oh, my God. I would love that. Jimmy, um, <laughs> Jimmy but, and his arch nemesis, Jersey Mike. <laughs> um, so the ending lyric here is uh, the older woman, I don't know her name, um, said, forget the boy, get a canary. Yeah, I hate birds. Birds freak me out, man. I will not do like. Ever I seen would, the movie The Birds? No. Alfred Hitchcock, terrifying. Yeah, yeah my brother. It's about this idea that one day the birds just get fed up and they kill mankind. They'll and do they it. could. They'll do it too. Birds, yep. So, um, as you know, I have a very small dog. Um, and Nobody I get, knows that. Tell them about it. Oh, my God. His name is Norbert. Um, of course, we named him after Norbert Leo Butts. Um, he's about half a pound. Um, he actually named him after that uh, Eddie Murphy movie, Norbit. <laughs> Not Norbert, it's Norbit. A lot of people assume it's Norbert the dragon in Harry Potter. Um, and if that's what you want the answer to be, that could be your answer. Honestly. But it's a wrong answer. Um, but named after Norbert Leo Butts. Uh, but I was getting nervous for Umford's now because I'm like, they could legit yeah, just scoop him. him up and take him. Poor little guy. I've seen a bird like pick up a mouse before. Yeah, and Norbert's just a big mouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we love Norbert very much. Um, but... Yeah, Canaries would totally take Norbert, and I am not a fan of that. Yeah. 
He's an indoor dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and all birds should be outside. Yeah, absolutely. Unless keep, you have pets. Keep them as a, I don't like to have birds as pets because it's know. like, I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. I feel like there's so much music and art about like yeah. about birds and cages and that's how we feel as people um, that like, let the bird out. If let, you love it, let it go. Let it stretch its uh, wings. Free the birds. <laughs> Free the bir- I have a story there. I have a story. I was like eight. Me and Joel were in Baltimore. We were going to see the Orioles. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the fans were really upset with the Orioles because they were like. Um, Not good. I don't know what they were doing, but there were there was a seventh inning walkout and these chants and like it was the fans were coming together with with the phrase "free the birds" uh-huh. uh, because they were upset on how ownership was treating yeah. their players. Uh, maybe they were trading people away. Maybe they weren't keeping people. I'm not sure what what they were upset about. Um, but yeah, th- that's my story of of free of free the birds but that was like my first protest that i was ever like my dad had to explain to me what a protest was because of this because yeah. of free of free the birds no canary in a cage for me this canary's ready to fly free cut the cord is that a man i once adored he's nothing but an albatross no great loss double crosser forget about the boy pull the plug Ain't he the one who pulled the rug? He's lower than an alley cat, dirty rat, and I flatter. Forget about the boy, forget about I'm gonna be kind of mad if she gets back with Jimmy. Forget about the boy. And in the moonlight, don't you think about him? Sister, you're much better off without him. You can blow the blues and kiss goodbye and put the Everyone has a Jimmy. Cut him loose, ladies. I think Jimmy needs to to move. I feel like he should have to leave New York. <laughs> this town ain't big enough for both of them. No, send that mother trucker to Santa Fe. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like maybe that he has redeeming qualities, but I don't feel like we've seen them. So like the fact that it's kind of frustrating that she's like. Oh, I maybe still love him, but like he's trash, girl. Yeah, he, he did. And it's interesting that like till so she start Jimmy, and then everyone had said their own name that was yeah. their personal Jimmy, which is a crazy concept of having a personal Jimmy. Did they say Daniel in that? Um, let's see. Because I know they didn't say Christian, so that's that's good. We have Horace. Danny, the same thing. Milton, yeah. Percy, Edgar, Timothy, Alfred, Barney, Schreiber, CPA. On behalf of of all Daniels everywhere, we apologize for the behavior of Danny. Oh, sweet mystery of life! At last, I found thee. This doesn't sound like this show. I know at last the secret of it all.
very strange feeling I ne'er felt before. Tis a kind of a grind of depression. My heart's acting strangely, it feels rather sore. At least it gives me that impression. My pulses leap madly without any cause. Believe me, I'm telling you truly. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure people like will know this coming from me. That song kind of blew, like kind of blew. Oh man! Yeah, it was just boring for me. That's okay because that is definitely a type of song. And in the past, you have not dug that kind of song. Yeah. Um. And and that's as we figure out who you are as a musical theater fan. Like this is kind of why we do these things. Yeah. Certain shows um are like that for the whole show. Yeah. Um, well, maybe. But I mean, but there is a love song in here yeah. that there is like this is a type of theater that people love, and um, it's okay if you the don't. The song that goes like this, the song, yeah, that's exactly why that song is so funny because yeah. that song always exists in these shows. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so we are about five songs, okay, away from the finish. Yeah, that. that Where's this going, man, dude? I can't wait to see what you, what you come up with. Yeah, like I hope. I think you're gonna have to be bold because I don't know if there's enough here for you to not be. I hope Jimmy's gone. I, I kind of hope that she gets with Trevor. Trevor seemed like he knew what he was doing. Oh, the the boss man. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but I don't know if it's if he's like creepy old, then maybe not. But if they're like both around the same age or whatever, yeah, go for it. All right, are you ready for the next song? I am so ready, Christian. Okay, let's do it. Thousands of people way down below, wandering to and fro. Tireless people, no time to lose, crowding the avenues and parks on their marks. Racing fast, quite a cast. Millions of people, pick any two. They could be just like you and me used to be way back when strangers there. This is Jimmy. I'm, I'm mad that this is Jimmy. Some people don't deserve second chances. He's one of them. It sounds like it's Jimmy. Your smile like home to me. Your heart familiar. No use pretending. Not that I could. I turn the corner when I met you. I turn the corner. On a dime, like I remember. Everybody's in love. Love is in the air. Love is in the air. Jimmy's back. How yeah. do we feel about Jimmy being back? I don't like it. Well, what did Jimmy do in the first place? He connived and he was sneaking around and he was doing all kinds of trifling. What do you think he did to redeem himself? I don't know. Do you think he know. just like Not blinked enough. his eyes a whole bunch of times and was like, I'm sorry. Unless he like, like Spider-Man one, like rescued a bus from falling off a bridge. Like there was no redemption for you, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, everybody seems like they're happy and they're in love. Even the, there's like somebody at the end, um, in a different language, a different language. So yes. like, so I think that comes back to that one song that was in a different language and you know, everybody's in love. Is this the happy ending or not? We don't know. I really, this is, I have no idea which musical this could be, and I'm really not sure what's happening. Okay. Well, let's just jump into the next song. We're in that home stretch. 
Home stretch. And um, there might be. That would feel like the ending. Yeah. That's something to think about. Everything seems lovely when you start to roam. The birds are singing the day that you're strained. But wait until you are farther away. Things won't be so lovely when you're all alone. Here's what you'll keep saying when you're far from home. That's right. Blue cheese. <laughs> but you know where Taeyang Shao best. <laughs> what is going on? So, uh, what's happening here? I don't know what's going on. Break it down for me. Did they call her mommy at the end? I'm, I'm, cl- dude. I have no. It feels like there's a part of this show that's just a mystery. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. What's your best guess? Um, maybe she adopted somebody because they called her mommy. She's talking about her kids. <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't know. Okay. Um. <laughs> that's fine. That can be your answer. That's that is okay. my answer. I mean, that's We're all in I'm, the home stretch. Yeah, dude. I'm trying. Uh, though I will ask, just can. Const- Try to find a way to connect it to the plot you are creating. just gonna say this and I'm, I'm not gonna elaborate on it okay june through may is all the months so i don't i don't know what's going on here that's all of the months um she is basically saying like i don't have to have everything but i have everything like, oh I, I that's nice i don't need it's kind of like um i got a roof under my head the woman i love laying in my bed and it's all right all right it's all right with me because i got all i need that song. Yeah, okay. Shout out to Darius Rucker. Who who do you think was singing this song? Of I think characters we understand. This is the person that was crawling across the stage and like the, oh, lounge, the, older the lounge lady. singer. Is is she like the are there multiple old ladies or is she the old lady? I don't know. Okay. Guess we'll find out. We will. Um so we're we're about to hit our last two songs. Double deuce. This next song is one of the more famous songs of the show. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. A simple choice. Nothing more. This or that. Either or. Marry well, social world, businessman, clever girl. Clever girl, is this Jurassic Park musical? 
What kind of life am I dreaming of? I say, gimme, 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 gimme. So it seems like she maybe doesn't have what she's looking for. Yeah, that she thought she got what she wanted, maybe. Yeah, but Jimmy was a rat and a snake. We don't like Jimmy here on the show. And no, you we're may an quote anti-Jimmy, yeah. We love Ursula, hate Jimmy. Jimmy Eat World is a good band, though. Um, so what do you think happened? Um, where is she at? I think she's at a, at a place where her, like, what she wants has changed. She doesn't need to be... She started out, like, wanting to be, like, famous, and then she wanted to be rich. And now she's kind of kind of like the stars in the moon where, like, you you get everything you want, and then you realize what you actually want is love. That's nice. Is the stars in the moon, the musical? I would love a whole musical of elaborating on that story. Yeah. Get on it, JRB. Get on <laughs> it. You're not doing anything, right? <laughs> is he? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. Joel? 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 Um, so here she's just saying that she is ready for love. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, um, as we, so after we, we clicked the stop recording button, Daniel said, is this song going to pick up? And the, I don't think there's ever been a song that picked up more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very fun song. Um, and she like, like she, she is ready for love. Like she thought she knew what she wanted, but, but now she is ready for that next step. Yeah. If she wasn't before she is now. For sure. Um, so we are on to that finale. Finale. Um, do you have any thoughts going into the finale? Any final questions before we wrap this thing up? Uh, no, I think this, this musical is going to be about like being content. Okay. And I don't know that maybe she doesn't find love and maybe that's just something she's soulful for. But now she knows what she actually wants. Which is good. She, she had some, some character stuff that this yeah. show. For sure. So you see, Snookums, you can marry your boss after all. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I found myself a green glass love. Funny. I found myself an emerald. Have you seen the is this Jimmy? they kiss in the movie? I swear to Bob. a Christmas musical? That's the show. So this one's going to be fun. Put okay, my, so. I'll put my feet up. Before you begin, your uh, breakdown of what this plot is. Yeah. What's the name of the show? Dude, um, Millie, Millie in the, in the big city. Millie in the big city. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. Jimmy's a rat bastard, the musical. <laughs> we hate Jimmy. <laughs> Are you going to tell me what it is? 
Oh, I, I, do you want me to tell you now or later? I mean, now or later is kind of a crappy candy. It just is. I'm sorry. Thoroughly modern Millie. Thoroughly modern Millie. Mm-hmm. That's, I wrote that down. Like, not that I thought that it was a, like, I, first of all, I've never heard of this ever. So good job. I, I, I was trying to pick one that I'm like, there's no, I pick ones that sometimes you figure out. No. This one, I'm like, he doesn't know this. There's no. no way. I was throwing darts at the wall the whole time and none of them hit. But yeah, thoroughly modern Millie is about a girl or a female or a person, however they identify, of somebody just um, wanting to move to the big city of New York to follow their dreams of becoming a performer. That doesn't happen. The Great Depression hits, and then they're building themselves up from the ground floor. And they meet, like, she gets this job where um, she works, like, typewriting stuff, like as a stenographer. For uh, for Trevor, Trevor Graydon, and <laughs> and like her mean boss ends up falling in love with Trevor. They do like they do this like before that they do a really cool song with Trevor, and then um, oh butts I forgot everything, <laughs> and then Jimmy comes along and just the whole musical goes downhill. Because he's just... As soon as he enters, he's bad news. Worst. He is the worst. And so we get Jimmy, and Jimmy just makes her fall in love with him. And then Jimmy just does bad boy stuff. And really just, like, does a lot of bad boy stuff. And now he left her high and dry, and he still wants her. He's calling her every day. Getting her in trouble at work. Being a burden on her. Because he's the one that committed the bad thing. And it's just like, don't be a Jimmy. There's somebody who's singing the songs in a different language. I think that uh, Trevor and uh, Boss Lady adopted them, and they're okay. like a big family. Like they found love in a hopeless by, place by adopting. So, and then Millie kind of leaves. Like we leave with her that she's like, I'm gonna try for love because that's what I really want. I've been pushing for all this like fame and this fortune, but I really just want love. And and at the end, Jimmy's car drives off a bridge, and then everybody <laughs> just stands and pl- plots for ten minutes. <laughs> Thoroughly <about> I, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Tell me what really happened, please. <laughs> okay. So the year is nineteen twenty-two. I got that. Yep. Called that. <laughs> Millie arrives in New York City from Salina, Kansas. Yeah. Which is probably the most, like, traumatic move for someone to make from yeah. Kansas to New York. I think that's jarring. Yeah. Um, so sh- she wants to be a success. She tears up her return ticket to Kansas. That's like, just wasteful. Which, again, I like, I, that's an awful idea. Like, in, 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 in principle, couldn't you buy a one-way ticket instead of ripping up the return ticket? You, yeah. you paid for two tickets. She paid for, oh, yep. Yep, I mean that's right. not practical. No. Like it's just a dramatic gesture, and I'm not I'm not here for it. No. Um, but she is quickly mugged on the streets of New York, like as soon as she arrives, probably by Jimmy, almost instantly, <laughs> losing her hat, scarf, purse, in a shoe. Oh. In a panic for someone to help her, she trips by a passer, Jimmy Smith, Oof. a handsome, carefree young man who makes his way through life on whims and wits, who probably. He lectures her. Uh, 
on why she needs to head back home. Oh, my gosh. Because this isn't the place for her. What a gaslighting piece of poo. (laughs) She's just another girl full of false hopes who doesn't belong in the big city. Um, Which does bring up the argument of how everyone moves to... Moved to New York even yeah. like a hundred years ago for this very same thing. Yeah. But she re- retaliates with, who needs a hat? Who needs a purse? And who needs you, Mr. Whoever you are? That's Jimmy. Whoever yeah. you are, sir. Have taken that to the bank. And soon takes a room at the Hotel Priscilla for single women. That's the name of the hotel. Gotcha. A week later, Millie is confronted by the hotel, uh, by the person who runs the hotel, uh, the mysterious and sinister Mrs. Mears, Ugh. a former actress who now works for a white slaver hearing in Hong Kong. This what? is awful. What? Yeah, that's that's just the plot. Can you rewind that? Yeah. I didn't quite hear you. Okay. The mysterious and sinister Mrs. Mears, a former actress who now works for a white slavery ring in Hong Kong. Oh, that's awful. Kidnapping pretty, unsuspecting orphan girls and shipping them to the Orient. That's wild. Which she has just done to Millie's hallmate, Ethel Pease. Oh, rest in peace. Which is a crazy sentence to read. Yeah, dude. I I forgot about the weird racy stuff in this until Joel was like, hey, you you remember that, right? And I was like, yeah, I think it did. It's an important story to tell. I like to think that um, this is the same interview uh, universe where Taken happens, <laughs> and Ethel is actually uh, Liam Neeson's daughter. <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> Got a specific set of. I have a joke that he used to say. Yeah. Now that he's getting older, he doesn't say I have a specific set of skills anymore. He says I've got a specific set of pills. My <laughs> <laughs> God, Jen, let's go. What's That's next? awesome. Um, but Mrs. Mears declares that Millie has two minutes to pack or find her stuff on the street. But then Millie meets the wealthy Miss Dorothy. Oh, so there are multiple old ladies. Who wants to learn how the poor half lives and wants a room in the Hotel Priscilla for single women. Millie, seeing this as a way to get her rent paid, suggests that Miss Dorothy can room with her until she can find her own. But only if Miss Dorothy pays the rent. Kind of messed up. Rewind uh, that for me. So M- Millie offers her room for Miss Dorothy to live with her, but okay. only if she can pay the rent. Gotcha. Because Millie doesn't want to pay rent. Um, Mrs. Mears comes out of her office saying Millie can get a rent extension and Miss Dorothy can take the nice sunny room that's just become available right next to Millie's. When Millie asks what happened to her old. N- neighbor Ethel, Mrs. Mears says she got an acting job in the Orient. Millie and Miss Dorothy then go up to their rooms, tap dancing to get to the elevator to start. In the Hotel Priscilla laundry room, two Chinese immigrants, Ching Hao and Bun Fu, these are the names, Okay, are working for Mrs. Mears to earn money to bring their, um, originally the 50s, and then it was relaunched in the 90s. Okay, yeah. Um, they, they're working for Mrs. Mears to earn enough money to bring their mother from Hong Kong over to the States. Oh, that's why they were talking about mother. And like, so they are kind of living the same story that, Mi- that Millie, Millie yeah. is. Um, after researching some of the richest and most eligible bachelors in the world, Millie comes to sincere trust, not only looking for a job, but to set her sights on the company's boss, Trevor Graydon III. Her lightning speed 
stenography. Is that how you say that? Stenographer. Stenographer. Stenography. Easily lands her the job. Meanwhile, Ching Ho attempts to capture Miss Dorothy for Mrs. Mears with a drugged apple, but when he sees her, he falls in love with her a drugged instantly. apple? Yeah. Dude. This is some Snow White stuff, man. Yeah, like really. Um, but he falls in love with her instantly and wants okay. to save her instead. Before Dorothy eats the drugged a- apple, Millie arrives. Um, oh, my God. Before she can eat the drug apple, Millie arrives with the good news that she has found a job and a boss to marry. As the girls rush off to their room, Mrs. Mears thinks about how stupid the girls are never to realize her evil plan to ship them to Southeast Asia. To celebrate their success, the girls go to a speakeasy where they meet Jimmy, but the club is raided by the police. While waiting for his release in the jail cell, Jimmy realizes that he loves Millie. Jimmy asks Millie to to a party hosted by a famous singer, um, and she accepts. Before the the party, the singer sings about her love for New York. At the party, Millie spills wine on on, uh, Miss Dorothy's dress, which Millie tries to get out with soy sauce uh, because Mrs. Mears told her that that's something you can do earlier in the show. I don't think that's true, though. I think that's problematic. Uh, After the party... Millie explains to Jimmy how she's going to marry Trevor. She also tells him off, uh, well, she, she tells him off for being a, quote, skirt chaser and a womanizer, which, honestly, that's fair about Jimmy. As they she argue, Jimmy suddenly grabs Millie and kisses her, then runs away, which, again, is a wild sentence. Yes. Millie re- realizes that she loves Jimmy, which none of this seems healthy. I no. just want to re- re- yep. reiterate on that. Was this written by a man? Probably. <laughs> Millie returns to the hotel and overhears a conversation between Miss Dorothy and Jimmy. Jimmy said, I really want to tell her. She's my best friend. F- followed by, you know we can't. Well, that's Miss Dorothy said that, not yeah. Jimmy. I'm sorry. Um, Millie sees Jimmy sneaking out of Miss Dorothy's room after what happened to be a, a late night something confused and horrified millie decided that she never wants anything to do with jimmy ever again so this seems like a classic miss yeah. misheard situation that's the first act yeah um so at sincere trust Mi- millie tells her other co-workers that she is completely over jimmy then realizes she's still in love the girls try to convince her to let him go millie places more con- conviction into marrying Graydon, but when Dorothy comes to visit Millie at work, Mr. Graydon is immediately smitten with her instead. The two set up a date together while Millie is brooding over the like that she lost her chance. Jimmy breaks in through the window. He's a criminal. Um, And asks her to dinner. She initially tells him off, but then agrees. Back at the hotel, Mrs. Mears, along with Ching Ho and, and Bun Fu, get ready to drug Miss Dorothy again. When Ching Ho refuses because he loves her, Mrs. Mears stops his ranting by reminding them of th- that they work for her to raise money to see their mother again. She confuse- convinces them to go along with the plan. Jimmy finally declares his feelings for Millie while washing dishes to pay their tab at the Cafe Society while, um, while that famous singer is singing. Millie's confused by her feelings for Jimmy and her desire not to be poor. 
and initially rejects him. She runs um, to Muzzy, who is the singer, who tells her she's a fool for throwing away true love for the sake of money. She tells the story of how she met her late husband, a supposedly poor but good-hearted man, who gave her a green glass necklace. Regardless of her of his income status, she loved him anyway, and she later realized that her green glass necklace was actually genuine emerald. Millie reconsiders her feelings and finally realizes that she would rather have green glass love with Jimmy. Uh. Just as she returns to Jimmy to confess her feelings, they encounter Graydon, who was stood up by Miss Dorothy for their date. Uh-huh. And is drunkenly singing, annoying Dexter and his wife, Daphne, who are also on a date. Graydon tells Millie and Jimmy that Mrs. Mears told Miss Dorothy the that uh, told him that Miss Dorothy was checked out of the hotel. When Millie recalls that several other tenants had suddenly, quote, checked out, and that all of them were orphans, Millie, Jimmy, Graydon realize what Mrs. Mears is doing. They persuade Muzzy to pose as a new orphan in town to trick Mrs. Mears, who takes the bait, is exposed as the mastermind of the slavery ring, and then is taken to the police station. Meanwhile, Ching Ho has already rescued Miss Dorothy and won her heart! Jimmy proposes to Millie, and as poor as he is, she accepts, because if it's marriage I've got in mind, love has everything to do with it. Jimmy turns out to be Herbert J. Van the Third, Muzzy's stepson, and one of the most eligible bachelors in the world. <laughs> what kind of bullshit? <laughs> and Miss Dorothy turns out to be his sister, an heiress named Dorothy Carnegie Mellon Vanderbilt Van Hasmeer. And, and she ends up not with the dismayed Trevor Graydon, but with Ching Ho, which is a change from the 1967 film. Okay. Uh, Muzzy reveals that to help Jimmy and Dorothy avoid being caught by fortune hunters, she sh- sent them out into the world so that they could find spouses who weren't in it for the money. But both Jimmy and Dorothy had disguised their family name to avoid being found out as society heirs. In final pairing... Bun Fu joined Graydon's company as a, as a new typing guy after telling Graydon that he can type 50 words a minute. At the very end of the musical, after the bows, Bun Fu and Ching Hao are once again reunited with their mother. That's Thoroughly Modern Millie, a more wild tale than you would ever suspect. Yeah, that was wild. I, don't, I feel like I like it less now. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, you can always hold on to your version more than yeah. the actual show. The songs were fun. The story was a little... The songs were fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think 60% of the story is cool, and it's yeah. like classic rom-com stuff, but then it gets like, yeah, I don't like... Uh, you may quote me on me not being a fan of slave rings. Yeah, no. You can keep me out of that. Yeah. Um, but overall, a very fun show. Um. Do, do you have any takeaways, Daniel? Do you have any thoughts? Um, free the birds. Free the birds, guys. Free the birds. Free the birds. Do you have a takeaway? Like, yeah. Like, what's okay. your takeaway of the show? Like, what what is that lesson that you're going to hold on to that this piece of art gave you? Um, I'm struggling with one this week. I'm thinking, though. I think it's that stars in the moon concept that, yeah. that you were referring to. Earlier, oh, yeah, yeah. sometimes the thing that you want isn't the thing that you want, and yeah. to get the thing you want, you gotta chase all the things you want. Yeah, 
Um, but ultimately, love seems to win here. And to don't judge a book by its cover, because it turns out the, the the guy we thought was a jerk was really rich and yeah. maybe still a jerk. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think him having money makes it any better that he's an asshole. But <laughs> I digress. Um, <laughs> this is this has been. Can you say the name of it? <laughs> Thoroughly modern Millie. This has been that. Um, <laughs> I have. That's it. That's all I have. Uh, okay, so let's talk about next week, Daniel. I'm very okay. excited. I'm very excited. So um, in between episodes, I was talking to my dad about shows that it was actually after I saw Parade. I had the uh, thought of, oh, my God, I can never I can never do Parade on the podcast. Why not? Well, it's about something very serious. It's about a, 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 like, thing, a historical thing that happened in the United States that is a tragedy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, like... Per our format, we could not do that show because it would be offensive. Yeah, it would be offensive t- to this event. It would be offensive to this family. It, it, it like all of it would be problematic. But then it hit me. I was talking to 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 Joel about it, and we realized this concept. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk you through the concept and how this is gonna work. So next okay. week we're doing parade. Okay. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna cover the historical. Not significance next week, the week after next. Well, next episode. Yes. Um, and we're and we're gonna dateline it. We're gonna go through the history. We're gonna do a little research, and we're gonna talk about it. And then okay. we're gonna listen to selections from Parade. We're not listening to the whole show. Okay. But we're we're listening to enough song from it to get the vibe to, so that everyone listening can listen to a little bit of it and decide for yourself if you want to listen to the show. Um, And we're calling this concept way on Broadway because it will be more of a discussion forum of talking about the music, talking about the historical event, talking about um, the material itself. And this won't just be for first serious shows. It will be for quite a few serious shows, shows we could not have done on the podcast otherwise. Um, but it also lets us do shows we wouldn't have done on the podcast otherwise, such as like fun things like SpongeBob the musical, uh, like Shrek the musical, um, like things that like Daniel's gonna flat no, but the music is worth listening to and yeah. it's and it's worth talking about and it's worth um, like art deserves to be seen, it deserves to be heard, it like so that so the way on Broadway episodes will be us just taking a deeper dive than we would on a way off Broadway episode where at the start of the episode, we're going to talk about the plot out the gates and then Daniel's going to do his thing where he's just going to ask questions and he's going to, we're going to get to the bottom of, of it together. Uh, but more of a discussion forum than a, um, than a like scavenger hunt for what is this? Um, but yep, next week, next episode, we are doing parade it's going to be a lots, lots of fun, and um, and we're going to learn some history that's very important and and sh- and should be heard. And we're each going to do a little bit of research, bring bring something to the table. It's going to be lots of fun. Okay, sounds good. For our, our last song of the the podcast, not the last song, we're doing um, "Death by a Thousand Cuts," Daniel's version. This is a cover of Taylor Swift that I did. <laughs> I'm ready. Take that copyright. <laughs> Saying goodbye is death by a thousand cuts. Flashbacks waking me up. I 
Get drunk, but it's not enough. Cause the morning comes. You're not my baby. I look through the